Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Put your hands together for the choir once again and for amazing flowers and ashes. God bless you. All right. The month of February, like I said earlier, has been so amazing. The programs, the messages that has been coming from this pulpit has been so wonderful and impactful in our life. I remember last two weeks or Sunday, yeah, last three weeks, our pastor, Pastor Albert, came to testify um, how God came through for him about something he's been praying for two good years. Tell your neighbor, two good years. You, you have been praying for one thing just last week. The Lord has not answered and you are crying. Hey. Yeah, two good years, but from by following the, the, the instructions um, by the prophet, God came through for him. Amen. Last week, last two weeks too, it was our brother Henry who came to testify how God delivered him from something that might have taken his life away and he was saved. Today, church, there is another testimony in the house. And I can't wait to listen to this testimony. Help me welcome Harmony. from CPS as he shares with us his testimony. <laughs> All right, hi. Hallelujah. All right, kindly introduce yourself. Please, my name is Harmony, and I'm a member of the technical team and at Tonsu region. All right. Uh, you didn't ask him, what do you do? All right. Okay, so tell us what your testimony is about. Okay, so last two weeks, we had the sense of joy. And we were told to go out and share flyers. We were told to also go out and do outreaches. So during that, <laughs> during that period, I was having a serious knee pain. And I even told KB about it. And he was like, oh, I should put... He <laughs> was like, oh, I should just put some eyes on it and I'll be good. And I was like, hey, KB is giving me medical advice. <laughs> So I put the eyes on it, and by the next morning, now the pain had increased. <laughs> so the next day, we were still going out to share the flyers. So I prayed about it, and I told God that, I'm go- God, I'm going out to do your work. I'm going out to share flyers. So please heal me of the knee pain. So I just took one of the flyers. The one they gave us that they should write the prayer points behind it. And I placed it on my knee and I prayed to God that he should heal me. So, so if I understand, you had a knee pain as yes. at the time we were going out to yes, share flyers. Yes, please. But then you didn't, we didn't rest in the hostel or in the house. No, please. You I still came out. yourself to still join. Yes, God please. bless you for that. Yeah. And what happened? So when I placed it on my knee and I prayed, the next day I noticed that the pain had started going down. And before the crusade, 
I had already received my healing before the crusade. Hallelujah, yeah. church. Are you just sitting down? His healing came earlier, even before his, he expected. Even the day before, the day, I think he came earlier. Yeah, before the crusade. Before the that crusade. Week, that that, we that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. We bless God for that. I think you said you have to. Yes, yeah, so the second testimony. The second testimony. <laughs> Somebody, your testimonies are in line. It's not just one testimony, but testimonies in Jesus' name. All right, share with us. All right, so the second testimony is how God saved me from an accident after the, the program with the prophet, Prophet Nisi, after oh. we had the program. Oh, okay. So after the last day of the program, he prayed for us, and I think he laid hand on everybody, yeah. and he prayed for us and anointed us. So the next day was a Monday. I was going to Tech Junction to buy something. So just at Manchester Hostel, um, there was a car park, and you see they stop, the taxis, yeah, yeah, they stop there to drop people off. So our taxi was coming, and there was a car parked right in front of us. And then the taxi driver was playing loud music, and he was moving with speed. So by the time he got there, he couldn't hold, he couldn't stop. And there was a truck coming in front of us. So if he goes the other way, we would clash with the truck. And then if he goes the other way, we would also hit the other car. So I don't know what happened. One way or the other, the driver just made a decision. That I knew that it wasn't the driver's decision. I knew it was the Holy Spirit that just made that decision and we escaped the accident. Up to now, I still can't explain how we escaped it. And after that happened, everybody in the car was just quiet. And the driver reduced the music. He was so sober. The driver was sober. Everybody was just quiet. And I just want to thank God for saving me from that accident. Right. And I want to return all the glory to God. All right, all right. Let's do it better for God. He has saved our brother from an accident. And I pray that as he has done for our brother, may he do the same for you in Jesus' name. So what do you want to tell the church? Yeah, so I want to tell the church that whenever there is a program coming up, participate fully. Don't say, I will come on the day of the program. You see, when we are going out for outreach, take part in the outreach. You don't know when your blessing will come. You don't know when your healing will come. If I had stayed at home, I probably I wouldn't have received my healing. Yeah. And then I also want to tell the church that when there is a program, even though the prophet does not mention your name, just believe that you've been blessed. Come with an expectation and believe that you've been blessed. Yeah, so that's what I want to tell the church. All right. All right. God bless you, church. Let's appreciate him. Yeah. 
shall I go right? Sitting at the crossroads of life, thinking, where shall I go? Psalms, it says that those that be planted in the house of God shall flourish in the court of our Lord. And as you decided to come to church and allow yourself to be planted, know that you will flourish in every aspect of your life. And this morning, this afternoon, as we are in church, I want to tell you that as a Christian, it is the word of God that actually was, makes you flourish. And this morning, God has given us an anointed preacher, an anointed prophetess, an anointed person that keeps giving us the word of God every day. And I want us with Jesus' joy to welcome to this international prophet, our pastor, my pastor, he is joy. dancing by the younger people on this end and the younger people behind there like uh, what wawa board that has come to church what a shock we were here there was dancing crowd all the way all the way what a shock anyway and i said to myself maybe the older people we know what it means the raging storms of life we have we have experiences to share that what a friend Jesus has been. Ah, oh, what a friend. Ah. These ones, somebody has been paying for them, giving them food to eat, so they don't know that. Oh, come on, lift up your hands and just thank the Lord Jesus for his friendship, his faithfulness, his help to us in times of trouble, even though so many things are going on, and sometimes life doesn't look so pleasant, but he has not allowed us to be overtaken. He has not allowed us to fall apart. Oh, we are grateful, Lord. Thank you so much. We bless you, Lord. 
we lift up your name and we say thank you in Jesus name amen and amen you want to take your Bible and let's make our confession I tell you it is working wonders I tell you this is my Bible I am what it says I am I have what it says I have I can do what it says I can do today I'll be taught the word of God I will never be the same never 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 I'll never be the same in Jesus name amen and amen and amen God bless you and take your seat hallelujah oh I like the place where it says I can do what it says I can do what does it say you can do all, all, all things it includes the current problem in your mind hey, you can do you can do it tell your neighbor I know that I can do it and I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing it hallelujah amen let me quickly give you four announcements of four dates March is a very packed month amen Thank you for the song redeeming the time because we are continuing we spoke about it two weeks ago yeah but the month the month of march is a different month you can see that different things are happening which impact our lives the first has to do with the leaders and loyalty conference coming on for the from the 5th to the 8th of march at bantama at bantama church bishop kweku will be there kweku and ponsa coming all the way to us from spain Oh, yes. He has a message. He's quite a preacher, I tell you. You see, I was looking at the three men coming for this conference, preaching, and I said, Charlie, a, a different kind of diet, ABG. Yeah, fire for fire. Bishop Fabian is another one. If you have not heard him, then this is your opportunity. Hey! My goodness. A preaching prophet or a teaching prophet is all inside. Yeah. Are you there? And then Bishop Patrick is also going to be talking to us. Amen. He's one of only two men I know who are preaching. They are only sharing the word of God and people are going under the anointing. They have not touched you. They have not called you. They are not mean. They are just talking. Oh, it's a level. Tell anybody, it's a level of the teaching anointing. It's a level. It's a level. Wow. And these three men in one program, it can only be dynamite. Yeah. So I want you to just... Close up these dates, 5th to 8th, and just make up your mind that you're going to get as many sessions as you can. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Remember that 6th March is one of those days. You are not even going to work on the 6th of March. Yeah. Yeah, so decide that, Charlie, that day, they're both Maureen and Evren. Maureen and Evren, I'll be there. Yeah. And then try and get another morning and art. You will be happy that you did that. The second announcement has to do with a conference in town. It's called the Women of Fragrance Conference. And it's being held at Gracefield's Chapel on the Saturday. I'm sorry, gentlemen, it's for the ladies. Uh, and I'm one of the four speakers at that um, conference. So I would love it if some of the ladies will come along. I mean... When you are in a new place and you see your own people there, Charlie, it's a help. Amen. And I just want to say to the brothers that this morning the Lord spoke to me about a conference for the sons. So we'll have it. I don't know whether it will be a conference or it will be a meeting, but we shall have a meeting. We shall have a, our own meeting. Yeah. 
<laughs> then the third date is the 10th of March. How many of us have missed our International Sundays? International Sunday. Those of you laptopists, you better listen. Uh-huh. Okay. Ask your neighbor, last year, International Sunday, what did you wear? Uh-huh. It's the International Admission Sunday where we just wear something that signifies a country. It can be a place where you are from. It can be a country. It can be another country. It can be anything. You know, and you wear it and you, and you come. Mm. You can decide that you are looking like you come from Mali or something, something. And that's on the 10th of March. Amen. Me, I don't have anything to wear, so I won't come. It's not wise. Come as you are. Yeah, but those of us, I mean, sometimes it's nice to just make an effort. When you go and look inside a cupboard, you see that the same thing arranged differently. Yeah, it works. Should I tell you a story? One day, we had a wedding. We were outside at the time. It was a Ghanaian wedding. And we passed through the house. In fact, we spent the night in the house of a friend. Because at that time, uh, the wedding was far from where we were staying. And when we were leaving, there's my friend, she's always late. So she and her husband, I knew they would be later. But as we're going, then I said, Papi, we are on our way. Then she said, hmm, as I'm sitting here, I don't even know what I'm going to wear. It's for the wedding. I'm talking to some people here. Because some of you, I don't know what to wear. I don't know. Anyway, so the wedding went on. And at a point in the wedding, I saw that my friend had come. And I thought, oh, she's looking absolutely gorgeous. And I thought to myself, ah, Papi, how can you say you have nothing to wear? When you have this gorgeous, <laughs> you, do you want to know what? Yeah. You are sure you want to know? So at the end of the wedding, I asked where to, I said, ah, but baby, when we're leaving, you said that you didn't have anything to wear. Then she started to laugh. She laughed and she laughed and she laughed and she laughed. And she was in a yellow gown and then underneath like these, um, I don't know, is it a Malian who dressed like that? I don't know. There's a gown on the top and then under it, there's a cloth. Yeah, and then she had tied her head. If I tell you, you will not believe what I'm going to tell you. You won't believe me. Do you know what she had done? She said that, as she was about to, she said, look, I have to find a way to deliver myself. <laughs> One of the pieces she was wearing was a tablecloth. <laughs> the yellow piece that she, was the gown, it was a bed sheet. And the, and I can tell you, you wouldn't know. She had to tell me. And then she had tied her head. I can't remember, but it was a white something on her head. She was wearing her bed sheets and her tablecloth. But all I'm trying to say is that if you have meant, you will find something. If you have meant. She had just meant that this wedding, I will appear in the wedding and I will appear wedding-ish. And she had appeared. I don't know what we'll see on the 10th, but put your hands together for the Lord will see something interesting. Amen. And then um, on the fourth of, on the, sorry, the fourth announcement, the Art of Evangelism Conference this year is from Monday the 18th to Thursday the 21st and we'll be welcoming Dr. Kojo Bempa and Bishop Edwin Ogo and Bishop Freddie Naughty. It promises to be packed. Hey, you don't want to miss this. Until you have heard Dr. Kojo Bempa, you, you don't know what faith is. Yeah. You don't know what faith is. It's another level. Tell anybody, it's another level. It's another level. You, you don't even have faith to pay your type. This guy, Charlie, when you hear him, 
your life is touched. Amen. And the miracles after. It's not simple. And he will be opening a conference for us. I won't tell you the day. You can come or you can stay at home. I don't mind. And then we have Bishop Ogo. And so you have heard Bishop Ogo preach. You have not heard preaching. You don't know preaching until you hear him preach. He's another person. Amen. Oh, are you in the house? And he's here with us every year at the Art of Evangelism Conference. We didn't have it last year. That's why you didn't see him last year. But he'll be here. And then we have Bishop Freddie Norte, an anointed man making waves in the north of Ghana. It's, look, March is our season. Yes, March is our season. And that's why this morning I'm very happy to bring to you a message as we round up all that we have been talking about. As we said, many are called. Today I want to talk to you about the appointed times of your spiritual life. The appointed times of your spiritual life. And in fact, you can say the appointed times of your life and ministry. What is true of ministry is also true of your life. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, starting from verse 1. It's a beautiful piece of scripture there. And it tells you, it, it carries a message, you know. To everything, there is a season. Tell your neighbor, everything has a season. Everything. Those of you who like chewing bones, you only chew it for a season. Oh, it is true. It's for a season. After a certain time, sometimes the desire Christ not even there. Yeah. And sometimes even if the desire is there, is there, the there is not there. The things you need to chew them. <laughs> Am I talking to some people in the house? Yeah. But he says, everything there is a season. The right thing done in the wrong season is wrong. It won't even work. Like right now, you wake up as it is dry like this. You say, I'm going to plant mango. Tell anybody, please be serious, be serious. We are not enjoying what you are saying. Amen. It says, and a time to every purpose under heaven. Mm. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill. A time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend. And a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What profit had the man? And he goes on to say other things. That from this scripture, we can see that there's a time for every purpose under heaven. And that's why this morning I'm speaking to you about some spiritual appointments that you have. Some appointments that you have somewhere in this life. Are you there? Yeah. The first one, Ecclesiastes 3 2, a time to be born. A time to be born. That's why you have a birthday that you are celebrating. Mm. A time to be born. But you know, Sometimes, because of the timing, some things happen. If you look in the Bible, there are women who were actually barren for a season. 
And the reason was not that they were barren, but because of something. The first example that comes into my mind is the example of John the Baptist. John the Baptist had to come in as a foreigner of Jesus Christ. And he was also going to be born by a woman called Hannah. So God just kept her there. She was there until she was almost old. Then she got pregnant with John the Baptist. And when she got pregnant with John the Baptist, then Mary also now conceived Jesus. Because those two people had to meet in the same time frame. Yeah. It was a time to be born. The men of God who are around at this time, God has scheduled them to be there for us. That's why you are here at this particular time, while there are some particular people who are ministering. Are you here? Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? A time to be born. So when you see that God raises up a prophet for a people, because Bishop Doug was raised up for us, and it's not just for a church, it's for a generation. It's a real thing and it's a deliberate thing. Uh, you are very quiet. Now that I brought it home, you are very quiet. Yeah. And just to lead us in prayer at a certain time. Hmm? Just to lead at a certain point in time. And you see that everywhere he goes, doesn't even matter the gathering of people. Whoever they are, they gather. Hello? They gather. In a few days' time, I believe it's on the 5th. Am I right? No, it's this weekend, 29th or so. Yeah, they are having a God, they are having healing Jesus in Madagascar. Yeah, it's the time, and souls will be saved. You should see the place. We shall share you some, with you some pictures on the tenth of March. Yeah, are you there? Hey, the church is very quiet. It's a time, oh, we have been born in serious times. God was calculating. He caused us to be born at this time and then put us in charge of this generation at a time when the whole world has gone mad. Uh, you can't see the madness in the world. Eh. Some of you see me in your house. Hmm? We were there. There was peace. Nothing was happening. Russia just got up. They feel like fighting Ukraine. We have been at it for three years. Nothing was happening. What was happening? Nothing. It's three years. This January. Three years. They have done, no, yeah, three years they've been on it. Mm, just like that. We feel like they are still on it. Still on it. Sudan, they went to sleep one day. Just like you and I, we go to sleep. They woke up one day. One army man has decided to fight there. And they are fought, and the whole place is empty, and they are still fighting. The poor have left, they are still fighting. If you even win it, what is that? What, are, what have you got? Eh? We were there, no, Palestinians have invaded some part of Israel, something, something, it's another. They asked for them, the story is even bizarre. The story is bizarre. Huh. Are you there? The story is bizarre, I tell you. Because they were able to enter Israel and take, kill people and take people hostage. People couldn't believe it. And the wildest part of the story is that it was in front of the Israelis' eyes. The, yes, they have soldiers at, the, at their border all the time. Many of those soldiers were young female soldiers and they were writing reports every day. We are seeing a change in the activity. They are we can see they are practicing how to enter and every day they were sending them these reports to their leaders and the leaders never did anything. Are you in the church? Yeah. And I mean the amazing thing is that one of the wildest secret services in the world is in Israel. Yeah, they sat there with their eyes open and watched it. It's everything. Oh, gee. 
Very serious. They happened in front of their eyes like cine. Cinema shows, like cine. They were watching a film. Hey! And that was another war. Hey! Are you there? And then while that one was going on, then the Houthi rebels from Yemen too started to go and destroy ships in the Red Sea. And America and UK said, we shall answer. You, you see, you are here just reading about the local champion who is walking around your house. That's why everything I'm saying is news to you. Total confusion. Total, total confusion. <laughs> are you there? You are very quiet, oh. Total. It's a time and it's a season. And in the US, they are at it. Hey, they are fighting, I don't know how many wars, and then there's a pending election. And then the person who they say shouldn't come again, they have taken him to court that they are going to stop him, and the man is making the inroads again. Hey, and they are watching the thing. And all of us know that if he comes, this war in Ukraine is another business. Oh, ho, 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 please. And you are sitting in your house, you say it doesn't concern you. It doesn't concern you. Go and look at That's why the prices of the things you have is as it is. Yeah, it's affecting everything. But you see, that he called you, and that's why he bond you at the time he bond you. You don't need to give the date, but you can tell the person next to you the year you were born. And that's the year that you were born. <laughs> Messy, 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 messy. The second part of it gives us the other half that there's also a time to die. It's something we don't like to think about. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6, Paul faced it with a lot of courage and he said that, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I'm about to leave. Amen. Whether you think about it, or you don't think about it, there's a time to go. Oh yes, the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. There is appointment. When you came, you knew the date of your birth, but what you don't know is that the date of your exit is also there. You see, in this nation in which we live in it, everybody, they, say, they, they suppose that everybody has died because somebody has done them. Everybody, even a woman who is 90 years old, they go and find out who is behind it. Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. Rather, we have done like that time doesn't exist. That's why you are not yet serving God because you are saying that oh, when I retire. Who told you that you retire? Who told you that it's even given to you to retire? <laughs> hey, I'm talking to somebody. It's very, very important because when you recognize that there's a time there is a date of death with your name on it. One of the things it does is to make you very humble. I once knew of a mature man who said that he doesn't quarrel. When they asked him, why don't you? He said, look, where he works, eh, he has seen every age come and lie there. So he has realized that every age, every status of life, every kind of peace person, he has recognized that look. No matter who you are, you are going to come here. Hey, are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. During COVID, I remember lying in the bed there and watching. And 
the first, there were three words. The first word, I couldn't see much of what was going there, but the people there could move around, so it looked like they were healthier. Then the middle word where I was, all of us, Charlie, it's like, may God help us all. But the third word around there, which was the ICU, when you enter, dole dole, you are gone. And I would watch as I knew that there's a prof as he's going. We'll hear later he has passed. This one, huh? It doesn't matter who you are, you have a date. You have a date. You have a date. One day, during the AIDS crisis, when HIV AIDS, we didn't know so much about it. It had just come, and the, the antiretrovirals had not yet come. So it meant that if you had HIV, it was a death sentence. And I had a young girl church member, very nice girl. She went to do the test. In fact, we encouraged all our shepherds to do the test. The reason was very simple. We say if you do the test and you are clean, you don't have HIV, you keep yourself. You know that God has helped you. Because we know, we knew at the time, just like we know now, that the number of virgins among you is very small. Most have been somewhere. <laughs> Most have been somewhere. So we just said, listen, instead of shivering for the rest of your life and letting the devil beat us over this thing, just go and do the test. Then you know your, state, your situation. Anyway, so a number of people went to do it. By the grace of God, many of them were cleared and have it, but some did. And I remember this particular girl. I was surprised because she wasn't one of those. You understand when I say one of those? Then she told me about a young man that she had fallen for. It was the only person. And she had just gotten an HIV positive diagnosis. And I said to her, you know something? Because of your diagnosis, you are crying because you are going to die. But the truth of the matter is that all of us have the same dying. The only difference between you and me is that you know what it is that will take you out. The rest of us, we don't know. We don't know. Hey, the church is very quiet. Oh. <laughs> Time to die. Then I said to her, but you have one advantage. Because you know it's going to take you out. You have one advantage. And that advantage is to decide that from now till I can't anymore. Souls in heaven. I will serve him until I will change what is happening for me in the heavens. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So you change it. And I watched that this girl began to work for the Lord. Are you in the house? She began to work for the Lord. Work for the Lord. And in those days, because there was no medication, Charlie would just believe God. And I said to her that even as you are working, we are believing God for your healing. You know, and we're believing God for a miracle. I'm very happy to inform you about three months later. I called, I said, it's three months. Let's go and take a check and see. And I went with her to the AIDS place. And in those days, many times, we just go with you. I'm sure a lot of people thought that I had HIV. <laughs> and I remember going with her. And as we got to the place, the lady, the nurse who was um, administering the test, she was also a pastor, a pastor in another church, and she knew me well. And she spoke with us, and she said to the girl, you are blessed that your pastor has come with you. And we sat there, they had done the center, she did the test, and we went to take the results, and we came back. I told my church, my lady, my, I said, I can't open this envelope, I'm too tense. Let's go back to this lady. Let's go back to another believer like us. So I carried it back to her. And I said, open it. And we sat there. And we're just waiting. She said, hmm, people have given me a test today. And she opened the envelope. And she put, pulled it out. And she said, the test is negative. Oh, yes. 
I'll never forget it. Three believers, we began to worship God and weep in the room. She was lucky. God had changed her date. But even if her date is changed, you know, there is a date. <laughs> there is another date. Yes, you escaped this accident. You escaped the next one. You grow older. Your hair is white, but there is a date. I want to tell your neighbor that, listen, remember, eh, remember. Remember. This one is not about the money in your pocket. Just remember. When we remember that there is a time that we will die, I tell you, humility will come. <laughs> Hallelujah. The next date I want to talk about is the time of your salvation. I'm talking to you about appointments. The time of your salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. It says, for he says, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of salvation. That's why you should never be discouraged when you share the word of God with somebody and the person does not receive it. Don't be discouraged. His day has not yet come. He's on his way. She's on her way. You do her part. A few weeks ago, I drove from here to the Love Economy Church. It was a Sunday. And I'd just gone to go and pick up something there. And when I got there, I was in my car. And a certain, I mean, a group of young people, I was chatting with them as they came to the window. And then a young man came and he said, he mentioned the name of one of the guys in the present service. And he said, Oh, mommy, I remember this guy. And every time I remember him, it is with gratitude. And he said, when he was in first year, he said, Joel Bonner followed him and chased him and witnessed to him and preached to him. And he came and he came and he came. And he said he never, never listened. He said he never heard. But when he got, he went to second year. Then he entered third year. And in third year, he was again in his room. And this time, somebody from Lab Economy came and the person came to preach the word to him. And as he preached, he said that that day he doesn't know. He opened up his heart and he received Christ. And he said, I want you to tell Joel for me that because of him, today I am a shepherd. I am working here. What had happened? His appointed time of salvation had come. And that's why Paul said, don't worry about it. Apollos planted God, uh, uh, Paul watered. God gave the increase. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. You have a family member. You have been praying. You have been toiling in prayer over the person. Sometimes you feel like it's not even going to work. It's not going to work. Keep going. Just, just say that. There is a day. There is a day. There is a day. And that's why you see that suddenly that same person, that same person, Maybe not even in a very wild circumstance. Hey, suddenly, it was his day of salvation. Think about your own salvation, your hard head. Hey, yeah. But suddenly, one day, you stop resisting. Suddenly, one day, you decided, I'm going forward. Suddenly. Sometimes when you're even coming forward, you don't even think you are serious. I will always remember Carter's salvation day. And I remember it because the guy was high. And I was afraid of him. And I was saying to myself that my ashes are very far away. If this person should decide to beat me, the slaps will land cry before any. But it was his appointed time. It was his appointed time. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I said it was his appointed time. Never stop sharing the word with somebody. Never stop preaching. Never stop praying. A day is coming that person will actually receive the Lord. Don't you be the one to stop it. Hallelujah. The next appointment you have is the time of your maturity. And I want us to read Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12. There's a very beautiful scripture there. And it says, For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And I become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. He says there is a time when you should be teaching somebody else. Let's read it in the New Living Translation, NLT. Maybe you understand the English. <laughs> the NLT, please. NLT. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. I want to ask you today, who is benefiting from you? Instead, you need somebody to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Like babies who need milk oh, and cannot eat solid food. Mercy, 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 mercy. There is a time when you are expected to do things. Are you there? When a baby is four months old, he's expected to be able to roll over. Yeah. Six months, you are able to sit up. Seven months, we expect you to be crawling. Are you there? Twelve months, we expect that by that time, you are walking. But here, some of us are. Five-year-old Christian. And we still have to spoon feed you. And you are still crawling. It is, it is a crisis. Hey, are you there? We have to remind you to come to church. It's a sad reality. But you want to say to yourself, I'm growing up. I'm going to mature. I'm going to do what God expects of me. Hallelujah. Oh, I said Hallelujah. Some of you, by this time, you must be the one who is actually bringing people to church. But you are still struggling to bring yourself. Oh! Yeah, Charlie. I thought you'd be putting your hand and saying, Mercy, Lord, mercy. Oh, God, help me, help me. The next time, and I, I, still, I have to be rounding up soon. The time for your anointing. The time for your anointing. Listen, the rain does not fall every day. It's not every day we have a season like what we have experienced January, February, and the coming March. It's not every day that we have a time of fasting and prayer for two weeks, and then we have a prophet coming to end it with us, and then we have a teacher coming to teach us a few weeks later, and then we have a whole series of things happening in the month of March. I need to tell you that it is not normal. It's not normal. Even in a church like this one, we are a very active church. We're always doing something. But even for us, this is quite, I mean, tell them it's something. You need, instead of it becoming the source of complaining, some of you just come here. Oh, yeah, was it not last week? Yeah, that we had it. What is this again that they are saying? Oh, media, I'm very, look, I'm very, very tired. I mean, life is very, very stressful. I can't be, I can't be doing, you see, you are, you, are, you are without spiritual intelligence. Because you do not know that there are also dry seasons. Very dry. Yes. Take us to, I think, first Samuel chapter 3. Let's see something. 
Verse Samuel 3. Look at it. The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Please give it to us in NLT. I need you to see it. Yeah. When some things are happening, just organize yourself. Look at it. Now, in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare. And visions were quite uncommon. Very rare. It was not happening. So when you get into a season, it's not also every day you have somebody correcting you in church. It's not every day. Yeah. So you need to understand that when those things happen, God is doing something for a reason. We don't always understand it. We don't always understand it. You don't understand, but you just know that there's a time for it. There's a time. And usually it is because a certain anointing needs to come upon us at that time. Yeah. Who is carrying who is carrying the one that's yours? I don't know. And that's why you should be serious. You should be serious. Yeah. You just strive to be there as much as you can because you don't know which one is going to be your 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 own. Am I talking to somebody today? Yeah. You don't know which one. Anointing. And anointing when it comes, eh? It comes to make things easy. Yeah. You see that you are doing very wild things very easily. Some of you, you are business people, but there's no anointing for business on your head. Yeah. You just allow the anointing to fall. You just allow it. And then suddenly you see that that thing, that you, the same thing, not even another thing. Suddenly it's actually working. It's actually moving. Am I talking to some people this morning? The time of your anointing. And that's one of the reasons why any time you can play a message, any time you can allow the spirit to move in your house. Some of you in your house is FM that is played. Listen, that's why you are always angry. You know, angry and hungry. Those are the two things that come by the FM. I can tell you that. I can tell you. Because the things that you hear that you cannot do anything about or you cannot respond to plenty. Change it. Put some spiritual something on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Suddenly you'll be in your own room when the Holy Spirit will come and he'll have an encounter with you on your own there. He'll be talking to you about things, about major things. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Yeah. Hallelujah. The time for your anointing. Amen. I'm almost out of time. I'm just going to give you one or two more. The time for your fruitfulness. The time for your fruitfulness. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 20 and 21. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said to him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. You know, there's a time for everything. And sometimes you can miss it. Are you there? You can miss it. And there's a time for your fruitfulness. This fig tree had an opportunity to do something. It didn't do it. Before it was aware, it was dry. I know people who had an opportunity to do something for God. They never did it. And not only did they, they, they not amount to much, but even their lives dried up in a way. You know, yeah. So, Charlie, are you talking to yourself and telling yourself that I'm going to be fruitful? I'm going to be fruitful. Some of you, if you don't bear the fruit now, where God has planned to take you, you may not bear much fruit. Yeah, not because it's a bad place. It's just a stage in life. Mm. Do you think that the head of you, and if he's a Christian, he's able to bear much fruit at this time? The way the work is, 
the way the work is. Am I talking to some people here? Yeah. And so that's why sometimes he creates an opportunity for you so that you would have borne fruits ah, a lot. So when the time comes when you can't, it's not a problem because you have so much fruits. Yeah. It's not every old man of God who's able to preach into their old age. And you see some of them who have really borne fruit, they are still alive. But right now they're not able to do much, but their fruit is still speaking for them. Hallelujah. The time for your special spiritual visitation. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 19 and verse 44 says, And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children with thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knowest not the time of their visitation. And this was Jesus talking to the children of Israel, and he told them things that were going to happen. And we have lived in this earth, and we have seen these things come to happen. You know, and the reason was that they didn't know it when he was sent to visit them. And it really brought a few problems. May you know it when God sends you a special visitation. Hallelujah. And you just gather yourself, shake yourself up together and say that I'm going to receive all that is mine. I'm not going to let any of it go away. I'm almost done. The time for your enlargement. In Revelation chapter 14, verse 15 and 16, the Bible says, Another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle and reap, for your time is come for you to reap. Many times after you've worked and you've worked and you've worked, you've done things, it looks as if it's not working, and suddenly it's your time to reap. Hallelujah. Are you there? I remember some time passed when we were praying. We prayed and we prayed. And at that time, the church was 350 people thereabouts. And every day, prayer meetings were praying. One day, I went to look at the records and we had grown to 800 people. And I remember having a meeting at that time and saying to my leaders, this thing, none of us can claim that we've done it. None of us. We don't know how it came to pass. We don't know anything. Do you remember that time? Yeah. We, we, we cannot account for it. We can only thank God for it. What had happened? It was a time of enlargement. Is, and when your time of enlargement comes, you will not be wise to say that I have done. You know, some people say those things. Because of me, my eye, that's why I have a house. It can all disappear. Don't do that. Give God the credit. Hallelujah. The time of your testing. I don't want to talk about tests this morning. <laughs> the time of your testing. Sometimes God is just checking your heart. I say he's just what? He's just checking your heart. Hallelujah. He just wants to see whether the love you say that you love him, no things were not like this. They've started, hey Lord, I've been serving you all these years. Me, I've gone to bless my brother with this and me, dear, you have left me and you have not. No, no, no. He's just testing you. Just testing you. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Hey. Why? You are very quiet. Well, you, have not, you don't have any tests. <laughs> Some of you, your income is the test. He wants to see whether you tithe on with that income you have given. I have to tell you something. If you cannot tithe on your hundred cities, you won't tithe on thousands. If you cannot tithe on 1,000 CDs, I can tell you beyond all reasonable doubt that 10,000, you will never tithe on it. 
you will never tithe on it. Hey, the church is very quiet. So sometimes he brings something your way just to test as if I put this thing in your hand, what will happen? What will happen? Will you become, will you be faithful or you become a beast? Because there are also some people, 100 cities there, oh, 10 cities is the only one city I can pay. It's not a problem. He'll give you 100 and see whether you can bring 10. <laughs> hey, some people are very uh, quiet now. He'll bring you 100,000 and see whether you bring the 10. Or you'll suddenly start saying, Lord, you know it's not like that. You know I've been tithing, but this one, dear Lord, I cannot, I cannot. Hey! There are some people that they work according to what, how the pocket is. <laughs> when the pocket is not good, we don't see you in, t- in church. Shabaya. Testing. A time of testing. Am I talking to some people in the house? A time of testing. And when the times of testing come, you need to just be cool. It was in, De- in December, no, yeah, December 2022. I had traveled. Pastor Dennis was coming to pick me up. And we had been, I'd been driving the same car. We'd been in the same car for about 18 years. And the car, nah. Yep. But it didn't worry us. It never, we never opened the engine or anything. But on this particular day, as we, he was coming to pick me from the airport, the car didn't arrive. Well, I mean, you are complaining, but I tell you, that car had done 527,000 kilometers. The average salon car, it dies at around 200,000. Maybe it will get there. Are you there? So there was nothing. So when I arrived, I said, okay. And I told my books people, I said, we shall do the books with the car without a car. I said, I said, oh, do you remember when we used to go by bus? He said, he remembers bus. I said, good. This year we are doing our program and we'll base it and use the buses to go. We'll put the thing under the metro and we shall go. We will never say that because there's no car, we will not go. Oh, yeah, if you like, you can call him, you can text him. Sit and ask him, or you can ask for certain. I said, no. We will not stop working for one day. We will go. After all, it has happened before. Why, when you came to this earth, did you come with a car? Ah. Some of you, you have forgotten. You will use your car. That, oh, I sent my car to the uh, fitter. That's why I didn't come to church. You have forgotten. It was just a test to see. It was just a test. The church is very quiet. Hmm. Yeah, so, by the grace of God, one of my nice sons in the church, Pastor Junior, he said, oh, Charlie, you cannot do this. He said, oh, at least be using this car. I mean, if, sometimes when we are driving, I'll be praying because the places we go, it's not for... He said, Father, it's somebody's car. We can't, we can't, yeah, no, no. This journey, you cannot... Are you there? So we're still just managing ourselves. Where we could use the car, we did. Where we couldn't, we did whatever. January was a month of prayer. February was a time of meetings. March, Bishop called all the books people, and we were finished and we were to return. And that day, as I was about to return, I got a call that, oh, when you're about to leave, just call me. I'll come and give you something. I said, okay. I got to the top of the car park at Mampong, and 
the secretary who was calling me, I went to her, said, here I am. And she said, good. And then we started walking. We're walking together. And as we walked, we were just walking, talking. She was talking to me. And then she get, got to a place and she stopped by a car. And then she said, daddy said, I should give this to you. And she gave me. I stood there for a long time just looking at her. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, but it was a test. It was a test. Yeah. It was a test. Are you in the church? And I told God that all my prayers for a car, honestly, this one is not inside the pipe. I just think that we'll pick up a work. I mean, something that we can do our rough roads. Yeah. Oh, you are very quiet. Oh. Yeah. For two weeks, I felt like a stranger. In fact, one of my friends came to laugh at me. He said, you look like a vista in the car. I said, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Uh, you are very quiet. You don't know. You see, you go and watch your films again. This car is called P-O-T-U-S, POTUS, President of the United States. That's what he drives. You be there. You be there. Turn to your neighbor and say, you be there. Yeah. Hey. I was looking at the, 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 the number plate will tell you that it is a 2017 car. But when I got the car, it had driven only 27,000 kilometers. Was it 25 or 27? 22,000 kilometers. In my books, that's a new car. Because remember, I was driving a car 527,000 kilometers. Yeah. 18 years old. The car could vote. The car could... <laughs> I'm talking to somebody today. I say, your test. Your test. But if I want to share with you my test of a car, it's not today that I'll finish. Yeah, it's not today. We have gone by metro. We have gone by trotro. We have gone by what? We have pushed the car. We have what? Oh, all kinds of things. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's only a test. So, 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 so close your mouth, okay? During the test. That, no, it's important. If you open your mouth, you say the wrong thing. Uh-huh. So just, just, tell me, but just hold it, hold it, hold it. You know the times when you start to say, eh, but God, he doesn't care for me. God doesn't love me. And eh, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm going to the garden to eat worms. God, why me? Why me? No, 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 no. Better look. Get home and look for some cello tape. And any time the words are coming, get your tape and then just, Everybody is married. All my friends are married. They all have husbands. They all have homes. Listen this, this. Why am I still here? Hey! Wait. When he shows you the person, you understand why you waited. Test number 10. or the, um, Point number 10. The last appointment is the time for your judgment. The time for your judgment. And that one, dear, we don't know when the time is. Mm. Mark 13 and verse 33, take heed, watch and pray for you. Know not when the time is. May God have mercy on us that when our time of judgment comes, we'll be ready. Yeah. Is it not a good prayer to pray? Let us just be ready. We don't know when it is. And it's different for everybody. So we just pray that when our time comes, the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. And then the judgment. We don't know what, so it's different for everybody. We don't know when ours will be. Or you know yours. Uh, if you know yours, share with us, even though we will not believe you. Hallelujah. Because that is the day when we'll account for the things that we have said 
and the things that we have done. Mercy. Hey, I pray for mercy, Lord. May I be ready in that day. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. I don't know which of these times struck you most, but the one that entered your spirit, pray about it. Maybe somebody is the time of your fruitfulness. Somebody, what struck you most was your time to die. Say, Lord, I will, I will not die before my time. Somebody, maybe it's the fact that what you are going through is a test. You want to say, Lord, help me to pass my tests. Help me to pass my tests. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. Say, Lord, let me be ready. Help me to be patient when it's not my time. Help me to be ready. Help me to be ready. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Help me to be ready. Grant me the grace to go through this test. Help me not to give up before my time. In the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. In Jesus' name. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you are here today you've not given your life to Jesus you've been coming to church but you've not given your life to Jesus today is your day of salvation you want to settle it maybe you're even coming to church you've been dancing or you've been singing or you are even just doing some work you're part of us but you know that between you and Jesus all is not well today as every head is bowed and every eye is closed I want you to decide that today is my day Today is my day. Today is the day I'm going to give my life to Jesus. Today is my day. You are here today. You know that today is the day of your salvation. Lift up your right hand. Let me see it. Lift up your right hand wherever you are standing. I want to just pray with you according to what the Bible says. Don't let today also pass. Just lift it up. Just lift it. Maybe I can't see where you are standing. If somebody is lifting their hand, they should just come to me. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. We've all had to do it. Today is the day of your salvation. Just come to me this afternoon. I want to pray with you. You're saying, I'm not so sure. If you're not sure, don't doubt anymore. Just come to me. Just come. Oh, hallelujah. God bless you. Just come. Just come on. You are there, but you are just not sure. Just join us and let us pray. Just want to sort it out. Let's sort it out today. Let's sort it out today. You may be old, you may be young, you may be an old lady, a young lady. Just come. Just come to me this afternoon. God bless you. God bless you. God. Let us pray. If you're standing in front, just pray these words after me. And if you're in the congregation, I want you to just help us. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Just say those words, Lord Jesus. I come to you today as a sinner please wash me clean me please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus 
from today you are my savior you are mine and i am yours and i thank you for saving me in jesus name amen and amen we believe that you have been blessed by this message for more information you can follow us on facebook fountain of life cathedral and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-V-I-C. God richly bless you.